That's good. Okay. Today, I just have a word of encouragement that God has laid on my heart for everyone. I'm just going to encourage you, and we will pray afterwards. We'll give God thanks, and then we'll also pray afterwards. The most important part is the prayer afterwards. Okay? Now, I'm going to ask a question. Who likes or wants a breakthrough? If you want, if you want a breakthrough, raise your hand, wherever you are. Okay? I can see a few cameras. I only have a few cameras on, and I can see everybody in my camera raising his hand. So breakthrough is something that is very important. So today we're talking about breakthrough to victory. Breakthrough to victory. Now you want, you want to wonder why am I saying breakthrough and also joining victory together? Some people think it's the same thing, but they're totally different, okay? And I'll explain it in this way, okay? Victory is when you have won a competition or battle. Am I correct? If you say you are victorious, okay, you have won a competition, you have won a battle. Uh, the red team, Team David, they were victorious in the cricket match. Am I correct? So that means they won a competition. That is victory. Praise the Lord. Now, a breakthrough is a major progress of overcoming an obstacle. Okay. So you're making progress or you're overcoming obstacle towards, pro, towards victory. So what am I saying? Breakthrough is a precursor to being victorious. Okay? You might get a breakthrough and it will lead to your victory. All right? So now we're taking it in small elements. Usually we come to victory nights, we're talking about the victories, but now we're going to talk about breakthrough. And as I could see so many hands there. I know everybody is looking for a breakthrough in one thing or the other in our life. And we're here together, and I believe God is here to listen to us and to answer us speedily in the mighty name of Jesus. If you don't mind, please, can you open your Bibles with me to the book of Philippians? The book of Philippians, chapter 3, verse 12 to 14. The book of Philippians, chapter 3, verse 12 to 14. And I read, not that I have attained, I've already attained, or am I already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ has laid hold of for me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind me, Reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Now, this was Paul giving a scenario of what it's all about, about his race, about his drive. Now, I'm going to mention my thoughts, one or two thoughts about breakthrough to you, Okay. For you to be able to do, to have a breakthrough, there are a couple of characteristics you have. There are several things you should be able to do. Okay? Number one, you need to persevere and be a survivor. Okay? I know I've talked about victory onto perseverance in one, of the, in one of the victory nights, but I need to mention it here. You need to persevere and you need to be a survivor. In Proverbs 24, 16, it says, for a righteous man may fall seven times and rise again, but the wicked shall fall unto calamity. Now, what am I trying to say? The righteous may fall seven times and rise again. What challenges are we going through? Where have we fallen? Did we rise? I have so many people that have had one challenge or the other, and they have not been able to rise. Some have moved to drugs. Some have moved to alcoholism over one issue or the other. But here, they said the righteous man. So that means you and I, that are born again, we may fall seven times, but we will rise again. On your journey, as you're running, you're trying to get there. You might stumble, but you rise again. For you to get a breakthrough, you must rise again. You must persevere as you do. 
There's no room for you to give up. And I'm here to challenge you, brothers, to encourage you. You cannot afford to give up. On your Christian walk, you cannot afford to give up. Sometimes we're walking, we feel so spiritually dead. Has anyone been there? Has anyone been there? Yes, you feel so down, you feel so exhausted, you feel so emptied. But that is not the time to give up. In your secular job, there might not be any excitement. It's not the time to give up. In your applications, you're looking for a job. It's not the time to give up. People have not responded to your applications. It's not the time to give up. The wayward child is not the time to give up. For you to get that breakthrough, you must not give up. Sometimes it requires support, human help, divine help. Now, what am I talking about? Human help. At your lowest, sometimes God will send brethren to encourage you. Be open to it. All of us need one another. I believe there are people in church, people might be available to unburden their hearts to you. And God has placed you there to listen and to encourage for them. Another one also, you might need divine help. And that comes from God above. And that's why you have to cry for him. At your lowest point, you, can, you have a God that is heaven. It does not have to wait till victory night. In your room, in your office, you cry out to him. Number two, you need to be revived. You need to be revived. And I'll read Romans 8, 11. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he, will, he, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Okay? Will give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Psalm 138 verse 7. I'll read in the second verse. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive me. You will stretch out your hands against the wrath of my enemies, and your hand will save me. Sometimes we wait for breakthroughs that we need something to revive us. Sometimes in our spiritual work, we feel like we're not going anywhere, but we need something to revive us. It can be a word in church. It can be a word from a brother. But at times, we need to revive that our search, that our eagerness. Sometimes, I'm sure you, some of us will see, when we were young, we had a lot of enthusiasm. And then later on, you start like you're almost plateauing, you know? And I'm sure by the time you get to retirement, you're just sitting down, just relaxing. You know something? But in between, along the time, you need to be revived. If you see a rocket going, okay? We have what we call the booster rockets, okay? The first one goes and then it starts dwindling because I see the rocket slowing down. But when the booster comes, it boosts somebody up. And this work, we need to be revived on a daily basis. We need God to refresh in us. We need God to renew us on a daily basis for us to reach our breakthrough. We need God to revive us. Number three, we must have drive. If we don't have any drive, we must strive. We must strive and have drive. So I'll choose those words. We must strive and also have drive. If you don't do that, you can never get to your breakthrough. There was a story of someone that was drilling for oil in the, old, uh, in the state of Texas. He drilled and drilled and drilled and drilled. And he wasn't getting oil. He's continued striving and he gave up. He gave up. And he sold the field to somebody else. And the person that came and bought that field drilled about two meters and the oil gushed out. He gave up too early. Where is the drive that we're talking about? Where is the drive? God has given you a word. Are you running with it? Have you given up? I'm here to tell you, you don't give up. Until your breakthrough comes, you do not give up. You continue striving until it happens. Because it's God that says it. And if God that says it, it will happen. 
I think pre the victory night, Brother Hilton was singing. And he said, everything is possible with God. That song, he was singing that. Now, if you have the assurance and God has given you a word, then why should we stop? Now, I'm not challenging only all of, all of the adults, even the youth. What, God, what has God said concerning your future? And you have given up. In Luke 13, 24, it says, Strive to enter into that straight gate. For I say unto you that many will seek to enter in and shall not be able. Hebrews 11, 6 says, But without faith is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Those that diligently seek him. There's no, two, there's no halfway here. Is that you're in for it or you just leave out? Yes, thank you, brother. Diligently seek him. That's the drive we're talking about. That is the strive we're talking about. We cannot afford to give up. I'll give you a story. Maybe it's also in the oil and gas. The first well that was discovered in big quantity was by a man known as Edwin Drake. Okay, he was very persistent in looking for oil. But initially, he was a conductor. Okay, he was a conductor on the railroads. But then he started studying through and started finding out about the salt plains, how to mine salt, how to get water. And he started going into drilling. And he tried so many things. Drilling failed. He was digging in trenches. He continued studying. He continued toiling. And he got some money. He got some people together and they went to the state of Pennsylvania where they said there was oil that was used to get from the ground to, to, to make lanterns. And it was almost like a wildcat. It was almost like a guest that he was doing there. But he continued drilling and the money finished. He borrowed, but he continued continue going. And eventually they used to call it Drake's Folly because it was foolish of him. And sometimes they call him Crazy Duke. Crazy Drake, sorry. Because people could not understand why somebody was drilling for something that was not going to be. Now it took him one year from when he started and he continued drilling. He was able to get someone that was a professional dealer and that one helped him. And they used to drill six days a week, only the Sabbath. They used to go and rest. Now they were not too experienced as what we'll have today. Today, of course, there's so much technology, you know where oil is and everything. And on that day, before the, uh, on that day that they closed, they drilled, they drilled to a certain place that became very easy as they were drilling. Now, that's one of the first signs. I'm not a well engineer, but that's one of the first signs if you're drilling to a certain depth and it becomes very easy like a fault. That means you're close there. But there were no experts. And they closed and went home. But by the time they came back, oil was sipping gradually from the ground. And when they came back in the morning, what crazy Drake has been visioning, has been visualizing, what he has been pursuing. He found it. And that was the genesis of the oil and gas industry in the United States of America. It took one man to strive, to drive, and to get his vision. What has God said concerning you that you have given up? I am guilty of it. You might be guilty of it. But God has said a particular word about you. So why should we give up? we should be able to strive and have that drive. Number four, for us to have a breakthrough, we must be in position. <laughs> I like this one. You must be in a position. So what position are we talking about? I'm sure some of you watch football. I know some of you can, we can relate to football, okay? Now, one of the greatest footballers of all time, 
I'm a little bit biased because maybe he's playing for my team, is Cristiano Ronaldo. Okay? Cristiano Ronaldo, yeah, for me, is the best footballer. I don't know, it's debatable, but uh, that's somewhere we can go. But if you watch him play, one thing that makes him very, very great is not the dribbling. It's him getting into a position that he'll be able to score a goal. He's able to free himself where there's in the air. He has some of the best headers. And when you see him jumping, he's jumping ahead of everybody, getting to a position where he can hit the ball, even on the ground. As a striker, if you can get in a good position, away from everybody and facing the goal, the goal is yours. Are we together? And that's the same thing in almost every sport. Basketball, the same thing. I'm not too sure about cricket, uh, whether you have to be in position. I don't know, but the Lindo will help me. I was trying to learn that uh, last week. You know, uh, uh, some people did very well, like uh, Brother Kenneth. I think there's some few stars that came in. But you have to be, I think cricket, you have in a position in which you have to be able to swing the bat properly and you to meet the ball. But almost every game, you have to be in a position. In your Christian walk, you have to be in a position. If you are in a position, we'll be able to receive God's blessings. I spoke about this in the last time when we were talking about altars. Abraham had to be in Canaan. He wasn't in all of the child. He had to be in Canaan to get his blessing. Esther had to position herself in front of the king for the Jews to be saved. The woman with the issue of blood, she had to position herself to be able to see God, to see Jesus. Even Zacchaeus, <laughs> that was one that was very, very, very important. Short man, imagine if Zacchaeus was just sitting on the ground, Jesus would not have seen him. But he climbed the tree. He positioned himself for a blessing. One thing I like about Peter, Peter always positioned himself among the 12 to be able to interact with God. He was the first to walk on water. Even catching the big load of fish, they had to position their nets on the other side. So what am I saying? If you want to have a breakthrough, you have to be in a position. If you're in debt now, you have to be in position to manage your finances. Am I correct? If you want a better job, you have to position yourself, wrap up your CV, update it. I can remember when my contract was finished up in PDO and, uh, and I, haven't, I, hadn't, I hadn't touched my CV in years. I had to update my CV. I even paid money for someone to, to put it up properly so I can position myself for the next job that I'm looking forward to. If it's to go back to school, get back a vocational training, you have to beg yourself to get, to get that breakthrough. For some of us that are looking to lose weight, we have to position ourselves in the gym and change our eating habits. Am I correct? So that is the positioning we're talking about. Sometimes in the presence of positioning, you have to launch into the deep. You have to go to uncharted territory. Jesus said to Simon in Luke 5.4, launch into the deep and let your nets for a catch. What are we talking about? They had to go to a certain area to get a catch. I keep on saying this. Some of us are saying, Moscow, Muscat, Oman, Oman, Oman. That is not what God wants us to be. Maybe that's not what God wants you to be. That might not be where your blessing will be. People that are expecting to get married. Maybe your husband is not in Muscat. He might be somewhere else. 
So, so you have to listen to the voice of God and to be in the right place that you'll be able to get your breakthrough. Sometimes speaking to somebody, God might take you to a certain place and you speak and you receive. If there's anything you're going to get today, you have to position yourself for your blessings. I'm not trying to say just think about it yourself, but you pray to God, say, God, where do you want me to be? Where, where should I be at this time? Now, how do I position myself? One. First of all, I have to decide to do something about it. <laughs> if I want breakthrough, I have to decide. I want the breakthrough. I cannot sit down. What is a Arabic word? They will say Kaliwali. You just sit down, just going. As it comes, I goes and comes and goes. You have to do something about it. Even praying, you have to be do something about it. Thank God for everybody that has come here because people are looking for breakthrough. That shows you're doing something about it. Number two, you have to have good work ethics. I hate it when I see a lot of uh, modern, modern generation pastors that, that preach about the blessings from God, but they never talk about the work that goes into it. Even Zacchaeus had to climb tree. That was work enough to meet Jesus. God will not sit down and bless you on your bed while you're sleeping. Two, four, seven. You have to work. You say you're looking for a job. Where have you applied? What, how many applications have you done? When I started my career, I can't remember the number of applications I applied. I applied from CEO up to janitor when I was desperate for looking for a job. Along the whole range, I said, go with the one, we'll come, we'll come. At that stage, thank God for professionalism. You're, you, have, you have more experience now. You're, you're tailoring your what you want and what you don't want. But in those early days of your career, I was just applying. I just wanted a job. I see a lot of young, young men, young ladies. What have you done? Oh, I'm just waiting for mommy and daddy to point me to the right direction. What have you done? I've gone cold calling, knocking on doors. Please, do you have a job for me? Even in the UK, part-time jobs, knock on supermarkets. The first, the first job I even actually got, I can remember when I was a student in Marks and Spencer. I went to ask them, please, are you looking for attendance? There was no application. And they said, okay, 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 fill a form. And that's how I got in. So you have to have the work ethic. Without the work ethic, you will not have breakthrough. If any man of God tells you to sit down and wait for blessing from above, you run away from him or run away from that church. Because even Jesus worked. Then Peter, when they said, cast your net on the other side, they did some work. The other boat came to help them, to assist them, to take it in. And I'm speaking to our youth in the church now. We have a lot of people that have done their years. They are about retiring. I'm speaking to you. Where is your work ethics? I need to see more of you. I need to see you put it into it. I need to see you tapping into the experience of the older ones in the church. It's very important. How do I position myself? Godly character. That's the next point. Have a godly character. Be right with God. Be a man or woman after God's heart. Are we together? Be a woman or God, a woman, a man or God after God's heart. Walk blameless before God. God said to Abraham, walk before me and be blameless. <laughs> Walk before God and be blameless. Your breakthrough will come. Okay? 
So you have to have a good character. Have a clear conscience. Walk before God. Fellowship with God. That's positioning. That is positioning. And I thank God for all of us that are here. That means you're in the right position to receive your breakthrough. The last point, how to position yourself. And which is the most important of everything? Committed to God. Committed to God. And which we're going to do very soon. We're going to pray. One of our brothers is going to lead us in prayer. Thanksgiving and praying for our breakthrough. But then you need to express it. You need to commit it to God. God, these are my plans. This is what I'm looking for. This is where I need a breakthrough, God. You cry out to God, this is what I want to do. Your answer will come. You might be looking for a child. You saw what Hannah did. She committed to God. She prayed consistently until someone was born. Committed to God. Committed to God. You can never get it wrong. And thank God for victory night service like this. When the players are, prayers are going to be read, I mean, we're going to be going through the prayers, different prayer points. Whatever your issue is, please tap into it. You might be at home, pray into it. If it's not mentioned, I'm sure they'll give time for people to pray. Pray into it. Because our breakthrough is coming forth. I can see a cloud. It's about to rain. The cloud is going to grow. Rain is going to come. But we'll continue praying for that. Last time I told you, Elijah did not leave his thought of praying until he saw that cloud. So we're going to pray today. Okay? Now, number six. You know, I was mentioning different things. Before I moved, I, I talked about positioning. Number one, you have to be a survivor and pres uh, persevere. Two, you need to be revived. Three, I said, you must have strive and drive. Four, you must be in a position, okay? You must find yourself in a position, okay? And then five, you have to be ready to live with the answer of your breakthrough. You have to be ready to live with the answer to your breakthrough. Okay? It might sound funny. Some will say, God bless me, bless me, bless me, bless me. What are you going to do with that blessing? When the Lord said, enlarge your tents, the blessings was coming in. Am I correct? That's what you have to go and build. Now, what are you going to do with the blessing that comes your way? If you're not ready to live with it, God will not be ready to give you. Speak someone there. I was speaking to some teenagers. I said, ah, okay. They said, oh, well, if I get so some amount of money, I'm going to buy a Ferrari. I said, okay, that's why God will not give you the money. Because that's why you want to go and waste it on a Ferrari. Okay? You have to be able to live with it. And how, what is it, what, what? And the main, the main thing, I'm, I'm trying to say, the main reason for breakthrough in our lives is for God to be glorified. That's what is very, very important. If you go to John chapter 9, verse 1 to 3. Jesus, now, and I'll read it. Now, as, as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, say, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? And Jesus answered, neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. That man got a breakthrough so that God will be magnified. Whatever God is going to give you, whatever breakthrough God is going to give you, is so that his name will be magnified. We know of Jabez. Jabez prayed. You know, Jabez, uh, First Chronicles 4.10, I always say, and Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, oh, that you will bless me indeed, and enlarge my territory, that your hand will be with me, and you should keep me from evil, 
that I may not cause pain. I love that part. I love that prayer. He completed everything. After God has blessed me, keep me from evil. Keep me from evil that I may not cause pain. I came out of pain, but I don't want to cause pain with your blessings. What a very, very wise man. Jabez was very, very wise. I don't know why the parents called him pain. I don't know what circumstances were. For me, that prayer alone is a complete prayer. How would God not bless him? When he has looked, he has looked at the end, he has looked at how he's going to live with it. Solomon was blessed beyond measure, but it was very, very painful at the end with his concubines and whatnot. So whatever God is going to bless you, his name needs to be glorified and you should be able to envisage it. What are you, what are you asking for? Anna had Samuel. God's name was glorified in Samuel. Uh, in Samuel. Hannah's, Hannah, Hannah gave dedicated a child to God. That's your job that you're looking for. How are you going to glorify God with it? In the finances, how are you going to glorify God with it? Will he dedicate that money, paying your tithes, your offering, and, and even supporting God's work? You're looking for a husband, you're looking for a wife. How would your home be? Will it be, a, will it be an example to people around? You have a wayward child. Are you praying that he might be saved, that he might be able to lead others back to the fold? So those are the words of encouragement I have because I can sense breakthrough is coming through. But one thing I know as I round up and I hand over to Brother Lyndon, Brother Lyndon will lead us into a prayer of thanksgiving. Now, why do I say thanksgiving? We're talking about breakthrough and I'm talking about thanksgiving. We're still going to pray also a prayer of breakthrough. But I want us to thank God. When I look back at everybody's screen that is here, we have had one breakthrough in the last two years or three years amongst us. We have had so much to celebrate. Some of us asked for testimonials was only one. But when I look at everyone, there's something to celebrate. Some have had COVID, they're better. Some have changed jobs, they're better. Some have gotten married, they're better. Some have finished schools and moved on to university. Some have lost jobs and they've gotten jobs. Some have gotten salary cuts and the salaries have been replenished. Where is the thanksgiving? Where is the joy that God, he gave us breakthrough in this season? If there's anything I know that God is here, not one single soul was lost in the bread of life during this pandemic. <laughs> you might just take it for granted. But not one, not one. That's the breakthrough. For me, that's something to give the whole thanks. I was talking to Pastor Leslie this evening. We were talking about church attendance. And I said, I'm very happy the Bread of Life members want to come to church on Fridays. That is something to thank God about. So we have so much to thank God about. Don't look at whatever is there. Look back. I want to, as, as Brother Linda just leads us to pray, just look back and see God, how God has been faithful in our lives. Just look back and say, God, I thank you. But Linda will take about 10 or 15, 10, 15 minutes, 15 minutes, sorry. And then Pastor Dennis will come and pray, okay? For any issues that we have. And please cry out to God. As you have given thanks, put your request before him. And after a while, I'll just round up and we'll call it an evening. Over to you, Brother Linden. God bless you. God bless you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let us thank and praise God for his word, his first that spoken to us, uh, that God will continue to minister to us through his word. Amen. In spite of all that has gone through uh, in, uh, in this COVID period, the Lord has not starved us of his word. The Lord has kept his word coming to us 
and we need to thank God for that. In spite of all the troubles and all the trials that has been going through, we want to thank and praise God that he has given us an opportunity every month after month, month after month, month after month. He's given us the opportunity to come. He's given us this opportunity to be partakers of the victory night, this night of victory. In every circumstance, God has given us victory. He has seen us through. He has seen us through. He has given us victory on every side. We have to lift our hands and give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and his mercies, for his steadfast love, for his loving, loving kindness, for his tender mercies. Lord, we want to thank you. Lord, we want to thank you. Lord, we want to thank you. We want to praise you, Father God, for your word that has been a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path, oh, Father. We want to thank you for great has been thy faithfulness. Great has been thy faithfulness. Great has been thy faithfulness. Lord, we thank you for your steadfast love, for your steadfast love, for thy loving kindness, which is better than life, O oh God. Our lips shall praise thee. Thus will we bless thee, Lord. In everything, Lord God, as in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7 says, Be not anxious, nor be worried about anything, but in everything, in every circumstance, in every situation, in every trial, in every difficulty, in every failure, in every weakness, the Lord says, pray, pray, my beloved, that the Lord will hear our petition. And in everything, as we pray, lifting our petitions to God, with thanksgiving in our hearts, we continue to specifically offer request to God because we know that he is a God of peace. He is the God who hears and answers our prayer. And so we pray every prayer that ascends before the throne room of grace, my beloved, the Lord hears and answers. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And Father, we are ever grateful to you, Lord, for the peace of God that passeth all human understanding, Lord, that guards our hearts and minds, Father God, in spite of all our difficulties, Lord, in spite of all the trials that we face, in all the troubles, we know your word says, oh, Father God, that in this world, you will have tribulations of God, but be of good cheer. Lord, you have overcome the world for us, oh, Master God. And Lord, all this we need to do, all this we need to understand is that we who are in Christ have the victory to overcome everything that this world throws at us, oh Father. We want to thank you, Master God, for the understanding that you have given us, Lord, the great understanding of your peace in our lives, Lord, the understanding of peace that passes all our human understanding, Father God. Lord, we want to thank you, Lord, for the peace that helps us, Lord God, to stand guard, to stand guard over our hearts, over our minds that is in Christ Jesus, oh Father. Yes, Lord, we pray that you, oh God, will give us the peace that we need, Lord. Lord, to stand guard, Lord, guarding our hearts and minds, Lord, that is in Christ Jesus, that belongs to Christ Jesus alone. Our hearts and our minds belong to you, Lord. And we want to thank you and praise you. Second Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 3 says, we are to always, indeed, with great morality, with great obligation, with great debt in our hearts, to give thanks to God, to give thanks to God for every brother, for every sister that is seated here before you. Hallelujah. We ought to thank God for them. We ought to thank God because, because God has brought us together. God is united together as a family, as a witness, as a testimony for one another, as an encouragement to one another. We ought to thank God. Thank God, my beloved. Thank God for every brother and sister that is seated before you. We ought to thank God for them. We ought to thank God for it is, it is fitting that God has brought us together. You see, there are so many out in the world there that are lonely, my beloved. There are so many out there who are crying, who are crying for somebody to be there to support them, somebody to be there to pray for them, somebody be there to encourage them. But here, my beloved, before you, in your screens, you can see your brother, 
You can see your sister there. Thank God for them. Thank God for them. Thank God for them. Thank God for the faith that, they, that he has bestowed upon them. Their faith, their faith and their encouragement has brought us, has kept us together as a family, as a witness, as a testimony in this nation. My beloved, we ought to thank God for each and every one. We ought to thank God for this growing faith that is growing greater and greater in each and every one of our lives. We ought to thank God. We ought to thank God continuously for, Lord, the encouragement that you have given us, O oh, Father. We want to thank you, Father. We want to praise you. We want to praise you from the bottom of our hearts, Father God, for everything that you have done for us, O oh, Father God. We ought to thank God also, my beloved. Romans chapter 11, verse 36 says, For in him all things originated. And that's what we heard. We have heard that everything originates through Christ. He is Alpha. He is Omega. We ought to thank you. And through all, though all things, and through all things we live and we exist, my beloved. And we ought to thank God for him in all things. Hallelujah. We give glory to God. Psalms chapter 9 verse 1 says, I will give thanks to the Lord with all my heart. I will give thanks to the Lord with all my heart. I will tell him. I will tell aloud of all his wondrous works, of all his marvelous deeds. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Colossians chapter 4, verse 2 says, Be persistent and devoted in prayer. Be alert, focused in prayer, in your prayer life, and in an attitude of thanksgiving to God. Hallelujah. We ought to give, we ought to give thanks with an attitude. Hallelujah. With the right attitude towards God, my beloved. Hallelujah. We ought to thank you, Father God. We praise you. We give you all the glory, Master God. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever, Master. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. Hallelujah. I hope you're giving thanks to the Lord. I hope you're praising the Lord. Hallelujah. Bless his name, my beloved. Bless his name, my beloved. In everything, we ought to give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you, concerning me. This is the will of God. Hallelujah. So if you ever want to know that you are doing the will of God, give him thanks. Give him praise. Bless his name for he is worthy. He is worthy, my beloved. He is worthy of all praise. Hallelujah. Colossians chapter 3 verse 16 says, let every spoken word of Christ have its home within you. Hallelujah. We ought to thank God for his word, the spoken word of Christ. Let it have its home in you. Let, it have, let him have its stay in you, my beloved. Let the word of God dwell in you richly. Hallelujah. The Bible says, in dwelling in your hearts, in dwelling in your hearts. Father, we want to thank you. We thank you for your word that is dwelling in our hearts, that is dwelling in our lives, oh, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for teaching us your word. We thank you for admonishing your word. We thank you for your servants, Lord God, that give out your word. Lord God, week after week, week after week, Lord, every time we gather, Lord God, your word comes out, Lord God, with power. Your word comes out with authority. Your word comes, Lord, transforming our lives. Your word comes forth, Lord, reviving our hearts. Your word comes forth, Lord God, bringing the backsliders into, into a fellowship, into a relationship with God. Father, we thank you. Father, we praise you. Lord, we want to thank you for every prayer that is ascended before your throne room of grace. We thank you, Lord, for every answered prayer, for every unanswered prayer. We know, Lord, in your time, in your time, you make all things beautiful, O Master God. We ought to, Lord God, admonish one another, as your word says, Lord, with wisdom, with wisdom in singing psalms, in praising, in hymns, in spiritual songs, in thanksgiving in our hearts, your word says, O oh, Father God. Jonah chapter 2, verse 9 says, but as for me, I will sacrifice to you the voice of thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Can we say that to the Lord this evening? Lord, as for me, as for me. I will offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving unto you, O Lord, for you shall pay all my vows, O Father God. Yes, salvation is from the Lord. Salvation is from God. Oh, what a thank. Oh, what a way to give thanks to the Lord. Thank God for his salvation. 
Thank God for his goodness. Thank God for his faithfulness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He picked us up from the mighty clay and set us upon the rock to stay. We thank you, Father God. Lord, in all our weaknesses, Lord, you have delivered us, O oh God. 1 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 34 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his loving kindness endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. For his loving kindness endures forever. Psalms 118 verse 24 says, This day, this day, the day of the Lord, God Almighty shall save us. This day, the Lord has made. This day, the Lord has made for us to rejoice. This day, my beloved, is not a day of accident. It is not something that every month after month we gather together. It is an appointment that God has made that we come and we minister to him, and that we come and that we give service to him, that we come and we give worship to him, that we come and we give thanksgiving to him. Amen. Hallelujah. The Lord is good, my beloved. The Lord is good, my beloved. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. His mercies endures forever. Hallelujah. 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 Matthew chapter 26, verse 7. Jesus said, and when he had taken the cup and given thanks, uh, give it to them, giving thanks, drinking from it in remembrance of him, my beloved. Hallelujah. Oh, we ought to thank God for the cross of Calvary. Oh, we ought to thank God for his, for his great salvation, for the price that the master has paid, a ransom. Hallelujah. You and I have not bought with, the, with things like precious silver and gold. Hallelujah. But we have come and we have been bought by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We ought to thank God for his blood. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. For his blood that has made an appeal. That has made an appeal that we that we could come before the throne room of grace. Every time you come before the throne room of God, the blood that has been applied upon your life gives you access to the throne room of God. And we ought to thank God. We ought to thank the Lord Jesus Christ for such a great salvation. Or to thank God for the spirit that he has poured upon you. Hallelujah. You ought to thank God for the gift of, of the spirit of the Lord that he has bestowed upon you. Hallelujah. The spirit. Hallelujah. When it comes upon you, my beloved, when it comes upon me, it leads us into all the truth of the Lord. It leads us into all the truth, uh, bringing us into a right relationship with God, bringing us into a right standing with God, bringing us into a, into a right fellowship with the Lord and giving us the victory, giving us the counsel, giving us his power, giving us his might, giving us his strength. Oh, we are to thank God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you, Master God. We give thanks to you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, we bless your name, oh God. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, David said, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Hallelujah. The songwriter says it this way. Hallelujah. He says, hallelujah. Thanks, 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 I give you thanks for all you have. I am so blessed, my soul has found rest, oh Lord, I give you thanks, sing with me thanks, lift your hands. 
God, thank you, Jesus, for answers to all these prayers and receiving our thanks. In the name of Jesus Christ, we are praying. Amen. 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 So take us further in this victory night service. We shall be taking three, four, five prayers, breakthrough prayers, as time would permit us. And I want us to pray these prayers with all our heart and all our mind. And our breakthroughs shall be supernaturally delivered tonight in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. The first prayer we shall be taking today is we shall be praying and saying, Father, keep us seeking after your kingdom and coming into your presence for our continuous encounters with supernatural breakthrough. The scripture we shall be reading before we take this prayer is number one, Psalms chapter 65, verse four. The Bible said there, blessed is the man whom thou choosest and callest to approach unto thee that he may dwell in thy court and what shall follow it and we shall be satisfied with the goodness of thy house, even in thy holy temple. So it begins from his house. And the number two scripture is Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. The Bible says there, but seek ye first. Matthew 6, 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these breakthroughs we are talking about, they shall be added unto us. That's why we are going to be praying and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, keep me seeking after your kingdom and coming into your presence at all times for a continuous encounter with supernatural breakthrough in your heart. Let's begin to pray. Begin to pray. Say, Lord, keep me coming to your presence. Keep me coming to your presence. Keep me coming to your presence. In the name of Jesus, my Father and my God, keep me coming to your house. Keep me seeking after you. May I keep pressing after you, Lord. May I never relax to the status quo. May I never be among the fall away. Lord, keep me coming to your house in your court. May I keep pushing after you. In the name of Jesus, Abraham walked with you and you blessed him. Isaac walked with you and you blessed him. You visited Jacob. Father, as they walked with you, Lord, I pray for grace to walk with you, to seek you first and your kingdom. And I know all these things shall be added unto me. Grace to pursue after you and the things of your kingdom. Lord, I receive it now. I receive it now. Thank you, Father, for enduring me with grace to pursue after you. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Grace to pursue after God is delivered to us today. In Jesus' name, we are praying. Number two prayer, we shall be taking these scriptures to back this prayer. First Kings chapter 18, verse 46. The Bible said, And the hand of the Lord was upon Elijah, and he guided up his loins, and ran before Ahab, and appeared before him in the gate of Jezreel. His hand, the hand of the Lord. The second scripture we shall be reading is First Samuel chapter 12, verse 6. First Samuel chapter 12, verse 6. The Bible said, And Samuel said to the people, It is the Lord that advanced Moses and Aaron and that brought your fathers up out of Egypt and took them into the promised land. So we are going to be asking for the hand of the Lord upon our lives for our supernatural advancement and breakthrough. We are going to be praying now and say, Father, let your hand come upon my life. 
Let your heart that advanced Moses and Aaron and brought the children of Israel into their promised land. Move me forward with supernatural speed into my breakthrough this year. In the mighty name of Jesus. Begin to pray. Say, Lord, I receive your hand upon my life. I receive your hand upon my work. I receive your hand upon my business. I receive your hand upon my children. The hand that advanced Moses and Aaron and brought the children of Israel out of Egypt and took them into the promised land. Come upon my life and advance me in this year 2022. In the mighty name of Jesus, begin to pray. The hand of the Lord was upon Elijah and he gained supernatural speed. He overtook Ahab and appeared before him at the gate of Jeshri. Lord, I need your hand. All we need is the hand of the Lord for our supernatural breakthrough. Lord, let your hand come upon my life. Let your hand come upon the work of my hands. Let your hand come, your hand come upon our business, our children, our lives. Lord, we receive your hands. I receive your hand. I receive your hand that brought advancement to Moses and Aaron. I receive it in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your hand upon my life. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. So take us further, we shall be praying using the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 9. The first scripture, it said, For a great door and a fetra is open to me, and there are many adversaries. Second scripture we shall be using. The Bible said in Joshua chapter 6, verse 20. Joshua chapter 6, verse 20. Can you project it for every one of us? He said, so the people shouted when the priest blew the trumpet. And it came to pass when the people heard the sound of the trumpet and the people shouted with a great shout that the wall fell down flat. So that the people went into their breakthroughs, every man straight, and they took hold of their breakthrough. People of God, there are adversaries that are opposing our breakthroughs. So we are going to be crying every wall of Jericho and every adversary that has resisting our breakthroughs. And we shall be praying, say, Father, every satanic adversaries and oppositions that are set up to resist my breakthrough this year, let them be dismantled like the wall of Jericho in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth, begin to pray. Say, Father, let every satanic adversaries and oppositions that are set up to resist my breakthrough that have been resisting my breakthrough, let them crumble like the wall of Jericho. Every doors that you have opened unto me, let every satanic adversary opposing it be destroyed. Be destroyed. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth, pray, 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 pray. A great door is open before you, but that adversary must die. In the mighty name of Jesus, a great door is open before us. Every adversary that is standing against our open doors, Lord, as the wall of Jericho crumbled, let them crumble before us. Let them crumble in the name of Jesus. Let them crumble now in the mighty name of Jesus. I command every adversary that is opposing my breakthrough and the breakthrough of the bread of life, be destroyed tonight. Be destroyed tonight. Be destroyed tonight. Be destroyed tonight. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. One more prayer, and then we'll take one or two minutes of personal intercession. Perhaps we have not touched that key area that you need God to intervene. We are going to pray, but one more prayer. And the prayer we shall be entering into it using First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32. First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32. It says, and of the children of Issachar, which were men that had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. The heads of them were 200 and all their brothers were at their command. To know what to do to enter your breakthrough is very key. It's very key. Knowledge is paramount. And positioning yourself as God's servant was teaching, he mentioned it, is very, very important. So we are going to be praying and say, Father, guide me into my proper positioning and open my understanding to know what to do to secure my all-round breakthrough this year. In the name of Jesus Christ, 
my father and my God, help me to take my proper positioning and open my understanding to know what to do in order to secure my breakthrough this year. Make me the children of Issachar that had understanding of the time to know what Israel ought to do. Make me like the children of Issachar that had understanding of the time to know what to do, Lord. I know for that breakthrough, there is something we need to do for that career change of level. There is something that we need to do. My Father, for that lifting that we are looking onto you for, we know that there is something that we must do. My Father and my God, we pray, guide us, guide us, open our understanding to know what to do. Let there be breakthrough insights. Let there be business revelation. Let there be revelation of the way to go. In the mighty name of Jesus, my Father, my God, guide me to know what to do, that no matter the situation, I shall be enjoying supernatural lifting. I shall be enjoying supernatural advancement. Make me, Lord, as the children of Issachar, that we are men that had understanding of times, to know what to do, and they became commanders. Lord, help me. As you help me, Lord, help me to know what to do to become commander in my generation. Thank you, Father. Thank you, my Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Finally, two minutes. What is that thing specifically you want God to do for you? I want you now to lift it up to God and say, Father, do it for me right now. In the name of Jesus, I agree with our pastor, our senior pastor in the house. I agree with all of our council members. I agree with all the families represented here. And we decree and declare that expectation is becoming a turnaround. In the name of Jesus, by the reason of this victory night, we are securing that victory. Also, Kotokoro Banani. I don't care whatever it is. The God of heaven and earth, the God of Pastor Abraham, is visiting you today and is turning that situation into a testimony. In the name of Jesus, my Father, we thank you because we know it is settled. We know it is settled. We know it is settled by the blood of Jesus. We receive our breakthroughs by the blood of Jesus. We receive our answered prayers. For we have come unto Mount Zion where there are answers. Thank you, Father. We are grateful to you, Lord. Now give God thanks because it is done. As we hand over to our brother, just give God thanks. Lord, we thank you. It is settled. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Amen. 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 And it is done in the mighty name of Jesus. It is done if you have mentioned any prayer point, if you have prayed it, God has heard and God will surely answer in the mighty name of Jesus. I will just take two prayer points. But uh, one is, um, do we have any visitors, please? I almost forgot this. Anybody that's attending with us for the first time, I want to pray for you. If anybody's attending for the first time, can you just unmute your mic? Just tell us your name and where you're from. We'll be also be in touch with you. If this is your first time attending a Victory Night service like this with us. Okay. I don't think we have any visitor. God bless you. God bless you. Lastly, before I hand over to Pastor Francis to close, uh, we know what is happening around. I want us to just pray for the nation of Ukraine. Okay. Then war now. Uh, if not for anything, for the Christians in that land, that God will keep them. And two, also, one thing I always say is God's wish that man shall not perish without knowing him. Either way, the Christians that are there or the ones that do not know Christ, that they will have another opportunity to know him. So let's pray that the God of peace will be in peace in this war. War is not a good thing for anybody to experience. We might be enjoying our comfort at home, but there are people out there that are dying on a daily basis. So, Father Lord, we lift up the nation of Ukraine. 
I join my brothers and sisters at this particular point in time. We're interceding on behalf of that country. Lord, we do not know how it can take place or how it will take place. But Lord, you're the Prince of Peace. And Lord, we ask, Lord, that your peace will come and abide in that territory in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, Lord, we ask that you move things around and you change things around, Father Lord. Lord, we pray, Father Lord, that calm shall come back to that nation in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray for the body of believers, Father Lord, those that have stayed behind, Father Lord. Lord, we ask, Lord, that you shall be a hedge of fire around them. We pray for those that even that do not know you also, Father Lord. Lord, we pray, Father Lord, that you shall preserve their lives, Father Lord, that they'll have opportunity to give their lives to you. Lord, in all things, I pray, Father Lord, that your name alone will be glorified. Thank you, Father Lord, for in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Over to you, Pastor.